0: As you read through the account of how Jesus died, there's just one part of the story that I really wrestle to understand. You see, I can get that there's a price for someone to betray his friend. I get it that the religious leaders of the day saw Jesus as a threat and as one who threatened their system and their idea of God. I get it that there's a governor in Judea named Pontius Pilate who just wants to appease the people. But there's one thing I don't get, and it's this. Why did the people choose Barabbas over Jesus? There's this part where Pilate, the governor of Judea, gives the people a choice. We're going to release one prisoner, and I'm giving you a choice. We will release Jesus, this religious fanatic whom you kind of don't like, or we can release this murderer named Barabbas. Which do you choose? And the people chose the murderer. And that bothered me for a while, because how could they do that? And put it in the context of your own life. Let's say your governor is giving you a choice. And this would be weird, but just play it out. Someone in prison, of all the people in the prison, in the state penitentiary, you can choose as a group to let one of them out. Which one do you choose? Do you choose the person who broke some First Amendment rights, or do you choose a murderer? Which one do you want on your streets? They chose the murderer. And tonight we're going to dig into this question. Why did they choose Barabbas? But underneath it, there's a more haunting question that I found myself asking. Do I choose him too? We're going to jump into Matthew chapter 27. And this takes us to the point where Jesus has already been arrested by the Jewish leaders. Um, They didn't have the authority to condemn him to death, and so they took him to Pontius Pilate, Pilate, the governor of Judea, understood that Jesus was actually under the jurisdiction of Herod up in Galilee. And so Herod was in town, Jesus sent him over, Herod mocked him, dressed him up in a robe and sent him back to Pilate. And Pilate's trying to figure out, what do we do with Jesus of Nazareth? And suddenly an idea comes to mind. We'll pick it up in Matthew 27:15. Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. Now, there's a lot of customs in the first century I don't understand, and this is definitely one of them. And I'm glad we don't have this today. Like, every 4th of July, let's let someone out of prison. Like, I'm not sure how they thought this was a good idea, but Rome decided, let's appease the people, we'll let them choose, we'll make this big event out of it. And so it was a custom. Day after the Passover, or around the Passover, the Jews would get to pick... Red Rover, Red Rover, send this guy right over. One person could come out of prison. And so Pilate sees this as an opportunity to get this mess off of his hands. He doesn't know what to do with Jesus because the Jews hate him, but there's no grounds for execution and no grounds for imprisonment. So what does he do? Well, here's a chance to make everything right. Now at that time, there was a well-known some translations say infamous or, um, uh, what's the word? It starts with an N. Notorious, that's the word. There was a notorious prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. And you might think, well, wait, 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 Jesus Barabbas. What we see here in Matthew uh, 27 is that uh, here Barabbas is referred to as Jesus Barabbas. And if you look at the footnote in your Bible, you'll notice that not all of the manuscripts, so people actually copied down the account of what Luke wrote, not all of the copies have Jesus as part of the name. And so you'll see, you know, not, not all translations actually include this in there, but there's enough support that uh, this translation saw fit to, to add it in there. And Jesus was actually a common name for Jews because the name Jesus actually comes from a Hebrew word, Yeshua, Joshua which means he saves, God saves. What a great name for a Jew. So Yeshua was a common name, Joshua, or Jesus was a common name. And so very likely this Barabbas, who was a Jew, would have that first name, Jesus. But the second name, the last name is interesting. Barabbas, um, we should actually pronounce it Barabbas because it comes from two words, Bar and Abba, son, father, Literally, daddy's boy. The the son of the father, the son of his father. And it's really interesting that Jesus never had that name. From a worldly perspective, he had no father. At least no father that they were aware of. So now here's an opportunity for Jesus, the son of the father, to be put up against Jesus, the son of God, and Pilate, is starting to see the opportunity to get this mess of an innocent man off of his hands. So now that the stage is set, here's what happened. When the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, "'Which one do you want me to release to you?' "'Jesus, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called the Messiah?' "'Jesus, Barabbas, or Jesus Christ?' For he knew that it was out of self interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. Surely they won't pick the murderer to come and live in their community again. So Pilate gives this invitation. The crowd is talking, there's murmuring, there's whispering. And while Pilate was in the middle of serious business, he's sitting on his judgment seat. His wife sends him a text, written text. And it's not about groceries, it's not about what to pick up on the way home, but she she has some disturbing news that is urgent and she needs him to know it right away. Here's what, what happened. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Now, I don't know if this is a woman's intuition or if God saw fit to give her a vision or a dream of something that was going on, but she knew this was not something he should dabble in. Jesus Christ was an innocent man. Now he's being put up on the same platform as a murderer. But here's what happened. While he receives this text, the people are talking and the chief priests and the the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Now pretend you're part of that crowd. Do you want a murderer walking your streets? What would I have to do to convince you to let a murderer go free and a religious man to be executed? We don't have their talking points, of how they persuaded this crowd. But what we know is that they pitted Jesus against Jesus, Jesus Barabbas against Jesus Christ, and they swayed the crowd to want Jesus Barabbas. Here's how it could have went. Just look at Barabbas. Look at what he's doing for our people. See, here's the backstory. He wasn't just a murderer who went around killing people, but the reason he murdered is because he was part of an insurrection trying to get rid of the Roman occupation of Jerusalem. He was part of the freedom fighters, trying to get rid of the terrorists who had had organized themselves and subjected the Jewish people for years and years. You see, Jesus Barabbas, he was actually saving the Jewish people. He was taking the fight to the front lines. He was willing to even use murder to try to get freedom for the Jewish people. We need more people like that. We need more people who are willing to put their life on the line to save the people of Israel. What has Jesus Christ done for us? Out there talking about loving people, forgiving your enemies, paying taxes to Rome. You think that's going to get us anywhere? We need to get rid of people like Jesus of Nazareth. And we need more people like Jesus Barabbas. The one who can save us is not weak or humble. The one who saves us is not going to bend over and serve the ones who rule over us we need more people like barabbas and so the chief priests and the teachers of the law they were telling the people we need barabbas we need the way of barabbas in order to be saved and they persuaded the people and before we judge them too quickly here's where i came to the conclusion do i choose barabbas too Do I choose the way of Barabbas to get what I want, to get what I need, to set aside the weakness of love and forgiveness and instead use force and fear and anger to climb ahead and get what I want, what I need? It's one thing to say, why did they choose Barabbas? It's another thing to humble yourself and say, Why do I choose him still? Now, Pilate thought this was a no-brainer. Who would want a murderer? Who would want that to be in their neighborhood? And so Pilate asked the question, calls calls the crowd together. Which one of these two do you want me to release to you? He said. Barabbas. They replied he's shocked. I'm sure his jaw has dropped 10 inches lower than normal. And he's thinking, wait, did you say Jesus Barabbas? And he goes on to say, okay, okay, okay. What shall we do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah, Jesus Christ, your King? What should we do with him? And they all answered, crucify him, execute him, kill him. We need less people like Jesus and more people like Barabbas. That's what we want. And Pilate, being the judiciary representation for Judea, he again has to step back and he asks another question. He's like, wait, what crime are we going to convict this man of? What has he done? And the people are like, it's not what he's done. It's what he hasn't done. Barabbas is doing something. Jesus is doing nothing. If we want someone to save us, we want the way of Barabbas. And so they said, crucify him. Just crucify him. Pilate's getting a little anxious because he knows, his wife told him, he knows this isn't right. He knows Jesus is an innocent man, and so it goes on. When when Pilate saw that this was getting nowhere, and instead he's actually causing an uproar, they're in fear of riots happening in the city, and there's a lot of people in Jerusalem. He took water and he washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm innocent of this man's blood, he said. It's your responsibility. It's your fault. You're to blame. then the people said something that you just have to let sink in. They said, his blood is on us. And here's where a rational person would stop. Because even saying that, putting an innocent man to death and saying his blood is on me, like that's bad enough. But then they go on to say his blood is on us and on our children. Because we can't have his ways anymore. We need the way of Barabbas. We need force and anger. We want to save our people, and this is the only way. And so the unfortunate conclusion is simply this. When he released Barabbas to them, You can only imagine this criminal coming out of prison, knowing he was on death row. Now he's being released. He's looking around like, what's going on? But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. And you know that part in the movie or in the book where you just want to step in and say, no, 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 you got the wrong person. You got the wrong guy. We need to reverse course. This isn't right. And then in the movie or in the book, there's always the hero who steps in and makes things right. And the innocent person is spared. There was no intervention for Jesus. The innocent man was flogged and he was led off to be crucified and they placed him on a cross and after several hours of suffering, he finally succumbed and he died. And I don't know if Barabbas maybe took the long way home that day. I don't know if maybe he strolled up to Golgotha, to see maybe his two thief friends who had been in prison perhaps with him, to see their end. I don't know if maybe he was there as Jesus was being raised up on his cross and as Jesus said in astonishment to everyone, Father, forgive them. But if he was there and if he did hear that, he would have known that that Jesus was very different from him. That was a different way. I don't know if Barabbas got to see all those things because we're not told. But what I do know is that there is a Barabbas here who might be wondering the same thing. Why would an innocent person take my place? And to the astonishment of everyone, Jesus did not appeal. He did not claim his innocence. He did not fight for his freedom. He did not want to be set free. As amazing as it was, as unexpected as it was, that the people would choose Barabbas, the real amazing part is that Jesus chose Barabbas. Jesus chose to take the place of the condemned criminal, so that the condemned criminal could go free. And that's the same thing he did for me. Same thing he did for you. The righteous person took the place of the condemned person. And he went to the cross for them, suffered the death penalty, so that we could go free. It's one thing to ask, how could the people pick Barabbas? It's another thing to say, how could Jesus pick me? And if there's any doubt in your mind, what I want you to know is that Jesus picked you. As he walked to that cross, trading places with Barabbas, he also traded places with you so that the weight of your sin and your guilt could be lifted, so that he could declare you're innocent. So that even though your sins are like scarlet, they would be made white as snow. Jesus chose you. And sometimes when, when you're in the presence of immense beauty, you just have to be quiet. Because to add anything to it would only take away from it. Um, I was recently in a, in a warm place, I won't say where, a warm place, and we're going to be warm soon, but we were watching the sunset over the water, and when we first got there, it was about an hour before sunset. There was all this music, all these people, all this talking, but the closer it got to sunset, the quieter it got because people were just looking at the beauty of what was before them. And this is one of those days of the year where the best thing we can do is just sit in silence for a moment to consider the amazing beauty of what Jesus did for Barabbas. for you. So we pray. Dear Father in heaven, you loved this world so much that you sacrificed your son whom you loved so that we could be set free. There's a lot of times we talk about forgiveness and peace and joy, but it came at a great cost to you. Tonight we thank you for the incredible sacrifice that Jesus gave for the world and for us. Help us to never take for granted the fact that we have a Barabbas in us that seeks our own best interests in our own way. A Barabbas that simply says, crucify him, get rid of the way of love, get rid of the way of grace and mercy. We choose force and anger. That is alive in each of us. And that is why Jesus died. That part of us is now put to death. And we wait in eager expectation, the joy of the celebration of the resurrection, where our hope and our life was born. Thank you, Father for your love. Amen.